Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to Living Color Abroad. I'm your host, Andrew Rodriguez. And in this episode, you'll be listening to Tanya, who is living abroad in the Cayman Islands. And she describes how she got the job. She talks about being a mother abroad and also about how she lived for almost a year without seeing her daughter while she was working in the Cayman Islands. And finally, she talks about why she loves living in the Cayman Islands and why you would too. Hope you enjoy. This is A Living Color Abroad. Yeah, welcome to In Living Color Abroad. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. And for those that are listening, um, we are supposed to speak. Uh, this is a what Tuesday. We're supposed to speak on Monday, but I was late, and Tanya let me know it. So I'm glad that she's holding <laughs> yes. me to being timely. I'm trying to do a better job of that. So thank you. You're my accountability buddy for today. <laughs> Good. You always need one of those. Yeah, you. Without being on time today. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. So let's get right to it, Tanya. Would you please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. Oh, that good old question. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm Tanya. I'm 27 years old. I just turned 27, and I sometimes forget that I'm actually getting older and closer and closer to 30. But there you go. <laughs> um, so. Prior to moving to the Cayman Islands, um, I was living in London. Um, I graduated from uni, did a law degree, and I sort of knew that law was something I always wanted to um, pursue. So um, after that, I got, you know, just regular trying to find myself, get some more experience um, in law firms, and at the same time, just doing side jobs to just get me through um, law school and, you know, just really push myself through it. And... All that experience is what has led up to this point now where I've been able to um, speak quite freely with um, recruiters and get spotted on LinkedIn. Um, And then that has landed an opportunity to come here. So the way that has sort of worked out is um, I was coming to the end of my contract in the previous role and... um, I reached out to to somebody online and I said, you know, here's my CV. I'm looking for new opportunities, just really ready to put myself out there. And he got back to me um, to say, you know, this looks great. Um, I'll forward it over to to the firm and um, we'll take it from there. And sort of the rest is history from there. It was a really quick interview process. And then I landed in the Cayman Islands and I think for me, that's where the story really begins because that's where the journey and I guess this new sort of life um, that I've started begins. But so I'll let you chip in as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got it. You got a lot of info there. You're about to tell the whole story. (laughs) So, um, uh, but yeah, no, uh, I'm, I'm glad that you feel older. I'm 30 already. So thank you for making me feel old. Appreciate that very much. <laughs> I was I was at that place two, three years ago. Where I was like, oh, man, me in my late 20s, not 30. And now here I am. But uh, <laughs> so let's go. Uh, so yeah. you're, you're from the UK. So where in particular in the UK are you from? Um, from London. Okay, from London. So okay, Southeast London. Yeah. Okay. And your parents, were they born in the UK as well? 
No, so my parents were born in Zimbabwe, and I was actually um, born in Zimbabwe myself before um, my mum moved to London first, uh, and she was a nurse in in Zimbabwe, and then moved to London and left us when we were a little younger, and then we joined her later. Um, I believe I was three or four, and my brother was two. Mm. So you basically, your entire life was, was in the UK. Got it, got it. Okay, so you're so how long have you been living in the Cayman Islands? Um, since January. So this is January. So okay, so pre, so almost, almost, basically you're gonna be a year. Okay, pretty cool. Congratulations, yeah. that's pretty awesome. So before you even moved to the Cayman Islands, did you even have a thought about you know what living abroad might be something I want to do before they even the opportunity came to your doorstep? No, like honestly. Do know, to be fair, I've always seen other people be like they're moving abroad or they're going on a year um, of like placement in industry or else like out of London. And for me, that's just never been something that's come to my mind. I just thought, oh, wow, like how could you, like, you know, you're so brave. How could you <laughs> do that for that amount of time? Only to then just, I think just being in, stuck in London for so long and not seeing that there's a whole world out there that I'm not able to see so sort of gave me that push to be like, you know, maybe this is something you could do. Like There's opportunities out there. Um, and I think just being exposed as well to different clients from like across the world just shows that you can be in different places in the world. There's opportunity like outside of where you currently are. So I think that was like, the the push and what what gave me the push anyway got it and do you have any kids do you have a spouse yes i've got a daughter i've got a two-year-old um but no i don't have a spouse okay so you you had your daughter in the uk and you, yeah and so that's what i spoke it's funny the last episode i had was is from someone from the uk that moved to kazakhstan with her son who was older was about nine years old so you as a as a mother right as a young mother you know you have a you know two-year-old what yeah. was going through your mind when you said, okay, I'm moving to the Cayman Islands? Like, what, do you do research, like, what is it like to be a single mom in the Cayman Islands? What was going through your mind? Well, you see, so this whole opportunity in the, with the Cayman Islands came when my daughter was actually, she was five months old, so mm. early 2019. Um, and when I spoke with the, I guess, the first lady that I spoke with about the role, she's, and I explained to her that, well, I've got a five-month-old, um, and I don't know, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to bring her in the first instance, but I would like to go and settle and see what it's like. And then she came back to me saying that, well, that might not be the best thing to do because the partners at the firm will think that you're not here to stay. So I just let that go. But then that she already put the idea in my head as well. And I started looking into the Cayman Islands more and just started thinking about, um, what like the schools look good you know your kids have to be privately educated there's just so many opportunities out there Cayman Islands is a tax haven um so there's so many pros as well to it um and then I thought okay I'm not gonna let this go and then that's when I then went and reached out to somebody about it so in that period of time just in the build-up it was always in the back of my mind um and I honestly think that your mind is so powerful and what you what you think and what you really put into your visions really can come true so I was always visualizing me and my daughter being here um mm. and us either even as simple things as walking on the beach and I'd never been to a beach in the Cayman Islands but I could visualize it <laughs> <laughs> so 
just those things just really kept me going. It kept me hopeful as well that, you know, everything that I'm doing now, it's, it's getting like all the things that I've done leading up to this point is getting me noticed enough to take um, big steps like this. So that kept, that's what kept me going. Yeah, I mean, that's so interesting that you mentioned the bravery of your, you know, your, your friends or whatever that decides to move abroad. And here you are being, I would say, even extra brave because you're moving with, with you know, your daughter, right? Who's five months old, a year old, you know, to the Cayman Islands. Like, that's a huge thing. And I and as you were talking, I thought about the fact you mentioned your your background with your mom moving from Zimbabwe to the UK. And you were, what, three years yeah. old and moved. So do you see any parallels there of like, wow, I'm basically like repeating this in a kind of way? <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, <laughs> it's funny you say that because, well, when my mom moved, she left us um, in Zimbabwe for a while before we joined her. But then my daughter was also in London when I first moved. So in January, she had just turned one and um, I decided to leave. I said, I want to sort of find a place for us to live, find a nursery, sort everything out, and then she'll join me. And then obviously lockdown happened and um, the airports here have been closed since the 22nd of March. Um, so I've only been able to go back to London um, in October, the beginning of October. Um, so for this whole year, I haven't really seen her. So oh, now wow. it's like we're really starting to spend more time together. It's been so hectic and, you know, trying to battle through Corona and um, just... All everything that comes around with it, working from home, this whole new normal, not having my daughter with me, she's one, she's growing up, and you know, I'm thinking about my mom, are they safe? But also having to keep pushing and being like, Well, I'm here for a reason, I just got to keep going and we'll be reunited and just really kept that strong um like feeling within me and now she's here and everything that I pictured I can see it happening. Wow, I mean that's a beautiful thing. But let's talk about that that though that that time that you had without her, because that's I mean I didn't even think about that that you were separated from your daughter for basically a year due to COVID, right? And then you're worried about you know your parents' health, and you're here in a, in a foreign place on your yeah. own and having to get through that while thinking about your daughter who's one years old. So that is just so okay. So what got you? Through those tough days, I'm sure you had many, like all of us have during this COVID pandemic. What did you tell yourself to kind of be like, it's going to be okay? Well, um, I think I just, I had a lot of mom guilt moments. And I think what kept me going was just knowing that, okay, I can still speak to her whenever I want to speak to her. I see that she's doing well, even if it was just seeing her on FaceTime. So whenever I was really missing her, I would sort of... Um, either call or I've got this um, box of letters that my friend kindly gifted to me for my baby shower where I'll write letters to her. So letters about different times, about what's going on right now, about each day or each week even that we are apart. So that would also help me. Um, and I think also just the fact that even during this whole pandemic, I was able to make some really good friends here. So just having the moments to enjoy with them as well and just, and sort of also appreciating, I guess, those last few moments of just me and then actually going into mom mode again and knowing that, <laughs> you know, I'm, I've, I've built this for her now. Like I've got this whole new reason and purpose as well um, in addition to everything else that I want to be. So that's sort of where I try to keep my mind. 
Um, and then other times I would just Netflix and chill and just try and forget everything. <laughs> you can't go wrong with Netflix and chill if you're trying to forget the world, right? <laughs> you forget your problems. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what's one Netflix show that got you through? Uh, what was I watching? Oh, there was so much. <laughs> Honestly, I watched a lot of Dynasty, finished that. I watched a lot of Black Ink Crew, Chicago, a lot of reality TV. Uh, yeah, you, you got to have the junk. The junk gets you through. It's it's it's, it's addicting. I know, I know. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So, all right, so now that we're, we're, we're switching back in timelines, but you're doing good. You're doing good. You're following me here. All right, so, all right. So before you go to the Cayman Islands, when you already accepted the offer that you're going to the Cayman Islands, what did you know of the Cayman Islands? Is it a British like colony, like a territory of, of uh, Great Britain? Yes, yeah, so oh. a British territory. So, um... You have your local Kamanians, um, and they, I guess, have Kamanian passports and British Wait, wait, what passports. are they called? Kamanians? That's what you call someone from the from the Cayman Islands? Yeah, Kamanians. Okay, they're fun fact, people. A Kamanian. I did not know that, so that's good to know. Yeah. Um, and then you have a lot of expats as well. So it's sort of like a the island version of Dubai, where you have a lot of expats, but people are from either Canada, Australia, the UK... Um, a lot of Africans as well. Like um, I'm from Zimbabwe, and there's a lot of people from South Africa and Zimbabwe, and there's a whole community there. Mm-hmm. And then you also have a lot of people from Jamaica, Honduras. It is quite mixed over here. Got it. So when you when you when you speak of the Kamanians, people, the locals, are they what just like mixed? Are they black? Are they a mix of so many different cultures? How would you describe them? Um, they. Well, yeah, they're black Caribbeans, mm-hmm. um, and I guess they some of them are mixed because there's a lot of people that I've met that are either have parents from the states or from Honduras, but they've lived here all their life or they were born here. So it's a mixture. Everyone's got a different story or how they identify as being Canadian. That that's so interesting because I, I feel like that's the story of of a. Uh... Of a lot of territories, right? Like I think about other places yeah. like St. Martin, right? The Dutch side and the French side, so to speak. So I think, and then you have all these expats, like you said, in these places because whether they're tax havens or just beautiful to live in, right? <laughs> I think that's, yeah, that's, no, exactly. that's, that's a very interesting thing. So was that process easy because it's a British territory for you like to just, you know, move over there? Like, Oh, no, no, not okay. at all. <laughs> so tell me a little <laughs> bit about that process. So you obviously need a work permit because you're not a permanent resident of the Cayman Islands or you're not Kamanian um, by marriage or birth or whatever the case may be. Um, So you do need to get a work permit. And that process in itself um, can take such a long time. I initially came on a a temporary permit, which was then... um, I guess, upgraded to a full permit. Um, and and it takes weeks. And it's a really expensive process, but it, it takes time as well. Hmm. And I think, you know, people want to be able to get those permits and stay on the island because the currency is, is strong as well. It's sort of very similar to the pound, and that's already a strong currency. Um, so it's really helpful as well for a lot of expats that come from different places. Got it, got it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, so the Cayman Islands. To most people, the first thing that they think of are beaches, right? And like just a beautiful <laughs> yeah. place somewhere in the Caribbean with those other small islands or whatever. So I've never been there. I just, you know, I've heard beautiful things. So um, is that the same thing that was in your mind before you went? Have you visited before? 
No, so I've never visited before. I literally, I started this whole process in like October, November, I knew I was leaving. And in January, I was gone. That's so a pretty quick. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was really quick. I think I already made my mind up to be like, right, I'm I'm just ready for this. So I'm going. And like, I Googled a few places. I went on Instagram to see like, you know, what kind of things do I want to do? Um, and it just seemed really like all the, the stingray city, like going to swim with stingrays, just stuff I'd never done before. I immediately got here. I went diving. I never thought I would do. I was just <laughs> feeling like a different type of brave. <laughs> but yeah, I think the beach is just hearing that it has one of the best beaches in like in the world, mm-hmm. like the Seven Mile Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, that was quite exciting. So the clear water, white sandy beaches is is beautiful. The sunsets, everything. Oh, I, I mean, I'm in. Costa Rica, but I'm still jealous of that. I mean, it sounds it sounns marvelous. So, um, the Cayman Islands are so expensive. That's what I hear too. That's what I hear too. We'll get to that a little bit. (laughs) But um, okay, so what part of the Cayman Islands do you live in? Like, what city? I don't even know. I don't even know the the cities there. Um, so Cayman Islands is actually made of three little islands. Okay. So you have Grand Grand Cayman, which is the island I live on. You have um, Little Cayman. And you have Cayman Brack. Um, so the, the other two islands are very small. Um, but I live on Grand Cayman, which is about 60. I think the Cayman Islands is about 60,000 people. Wow, so, that's tiny. That's <laughs> nothing. Jesus. Okay. That is, yeah, it is very small. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, and, and where in, the, and, and in Grand Cayman, like, what's like the main city there, like the capital? Uh, I mean, I'm in Georgetown. Oh, Georgetown. Okay. Yeah, I'm in the city. Got it, got it, got it. And what's the vibe like? Because, again, this is we're talking about the island vibe, right, overall. Yeah. But is there, like, a city vibe within the island vibe? Like, how would you describe that? Uh, I mean, no. I mean, no and yes. I don't know how to describe it. No, and yes, Cayman is beautiful. There's so there's so much to do, but then there can be nothing to do at all at the same time. <laughs> so there's there's a few clubs. So everybody. The big thing is going out for brunches on a Sunday. Um, so everyone loves to do that. You go for brunch, you get so drunk, and then you go on the beach, whatever it is. Ah, oh, sounds amazing. Um, and then everything, <laughs> has to, <laughs> everything has to be closed by midnight on, on the Saturday. So on Sunday, nothing can really go that far after midnight. Um, so the only day really is Friday. So that's when people most likely want to go out after work. Um, enjoy the evening, either go to the one or two nightclubs that we have because a few places unfortunately had to close down during COVID, but um, there's always something going on or you're at home um, with your friends <laughs> or at somebody's, by somebody's pool mm. or um, in a restaurant or something. There is always something to do. And, and uh, so wait, are they, do they have to close by 12 because of COVID or that's just in general? No, um, that's just how it's always been. What? 12 o'clock? That's when the party's yeah. starting. <laughs> this is a holy place. <laughs> it's a Christian country. It's a, say it again? It's a Christian island. Ah, I, I didn't know that. Okay, so it's a Christian island, so they're like, it's very serious about that kind of stuff then. Yeah. So can you, I mean, can you purchase alcohol on Sunday? Yeah, 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 you can. Oh. All the liquor stores are still open. Oh, so they're like, that. that's okay, but 12 o'clock, God forbid that. But... <laughs> Yeah, no, get I drunk all you want on Sundays, but not by, not past twelve. That is forbidden. I get it. I understand. <laughs> no, exactly. Like my friends complain about it all the time, but 
we make the most of it in other ways. Like, so there is still that vibe. There is that island vibe. And the weather is always great. That's fantastic. Let's not, let's not even talk about that. The weather is always great. So it always feels like you can do whatever you want. That's awesome. That's awesome. So let's let's talk a little bit about COVID. So how hard was it hit initially? And like, what's the situation now with COVID there? So situation with COVID here, there hasn't been COVID here for a few months, actually. Oh. Um, so we don't need to wear masks anymore. Um, but when COVID first hit and we heard that the airports were closing um, back in March, they said that it would be only for a month, I believe. <laughs> um, but they didn't open until October. The borders didn't open until then. And even then, it's still quite restrictive of who can come in and out of the mm-hmm. island. Um, but I think they handled the COVID situation really well. Um, just because we, even when they said that we're going on lockdown, it was taken very seriously. Going to the store, you had to have your masks on. There was a 7 p.m. curfew where you wow. couldn't go anywhere wow, unless wow. you were a key worker. So by 7 p.m., everybody's like either rushing home or at home already. You were working from home since um, February, like February or March, I believe. And bearing in mind, I just started a new job. So I was just like, oh, damn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, but I think it really did help because um, all those orders and we had um, sort of I guess they had like screenings each day, just giving updates and on the numbers and um, what measures they were taking in terms of the the rules and restrictions. But then after everything started settling down and there were no cases for a number of days, which then went on to weeks, um, and that was all clear, they started relaxing the rules and restaurants opened again and, you know, masks, you could, masks were optional um, and you could go into the, as many people could go into the grocery stores and the numbers of people gathering increased uh, until eventually things just got back to normal. So, but it feels like a whole different world because in the mean, I did go back to London as well recently uh-huh. in October and I was there for a month um, and it was just so different. I was so scared to, to just go out and just different. Like, you know, countries yeah. are not taking it as seriously as they should, but. Hey, no, for that's sure. a whole different Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. I mean, this it sounds like you're living in another world because of like no mask. I don't even know what that reality looks like. Because here in Costa Rica, it's really bad. Like it's not like it's not as bad as some other places, like the US, but it's yeah. still it's bad. Like we there's mask, there's a curfew, it's like 9 p.m. curfew on, on uh on uh weekends, 10 p.m. the weekdays, and it's like things there's a lot more things opening up now, like a lot more than before. But um, yeah. yeah, it's not it's not like the best place to be either. Like they're like the U.S. says, don't travel to Costa Rica, and but the flights are open anyways. But anyways, enough about that. So <laughs> let, all right, so let's talk about all right. I, I'm curious about the the racial dynamics when it comes to and just the cultural dynamics of the Cayman Islands because I I think about comparisons to Costa Rica that's in Central America has a Caribbean side and there's a lot of expats here too. So how would you describe, like, that relationship between the locals, the Kamanians, because obviously they know that people come to live in the Cayman Islands because of how beautiful it is. And it's the same yeah. thing here in Costa Rica. A lot of people come to Costa Rica because of how beautiful the country is. So how would you describe, like, that local slash foreigner slash expat relationship in your eyes? Um, well, in my eyes, I think, well, Kamanians are definitely really kind people. So there's this whole thing in um, in Cayman that is described as Cayman kind, um, which just is to say that, you know, the community are really friendly people. And um, I personally have never had any issues. I've just felt that they have been 
they have always had just quite a, well, a welcome to Cayman, welcome to Cayman, because this is a country, well, this is an island that is so used to welcoming tourists from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Like their tourism is quite big here. So there is good relations between um, the expats and the locals so far as I can see. But, you know, you do hear murmurs of um, people saying that you know, the the locals aren't as happy with expats um, being hired for jobs that, you know, Kamanians could do. And those kind of things do happen. Those kind of tensions, I'm sh- pretty sure, are there. But that hasn't been something that I've experienced or that is very out there. Mm, I see. It's interesting. I, I think there's a parallel to here in Costa Rica because, like, you, you, what was the saying? Came in kind? Yeah. And here in Costa Rica, they have a similar one. It's called Pura Vida, which you might have heard of. It's just like... You know, simple life, like Akuna Matata, everything's all good. Like, you say that for literally uh, okay. everything. And, like, that's, like, a real thing here. Like, people behave that way. It's, it's a very chill vibe in a lot of ways here in Costa Rica. But, like you said, I do think there's tensions between locals. Like, I work at a school, and I think there are tensions between, like, locals and expats because of what you just said. Like, sometimes expats are given preference over locals. I don't know about, obviously, your field of, of you know, where you, where you work or whatever, and the Cayman Islands, but here, where I, in my school, I think expats are definitely given preferences and like better pay as well than locals. And of course, the moment you do that, you're gonna set up tensions immediately. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you have no, someone 100%. from another country getting paid more than the locals, right? That that are that are here. So it's kind of, but yeah, that's a whole other. I just wanted to get a little feel for that. That's a whole other conversation as well. We can get on tangents, but um, all right, let's get into the let's get into the, the, the Cayman Islands a little bit. So. What is, when you first got there, what's the first thing you felt like, I got to go see this, or I got to go do this? Um, oh, so when I first got here, um, I arrived January the 27th, and which was a public holiday, so it was fine. I arrived in the evening, went to the hotel, um, got picked up, and then got taken to the hotel. And then the next day, there was an earthquake. What? So <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. I've just arrived in this place and then I so that morning I'd gone to have breakfast and I had a cocktail with my breakfast so I was like whatever I've got nothing to do for the next few weeks I'm just going to enjoy myself (laughs) and then I'm going back up to my room I'm just about to get into the lift and then suddenly I sort of feel as if I'm lightheaded or like things are spinning Uh only to realize that with, this is basically an earthquake, and it was like on seven seven point something on the Richter scale. Whoa. So yeah, it was huge, and yeah, I think it lasted for about a minute or something. But then there were loads of aftershocks after and sinkholes, and I was Jesus. just like, "Oh, gosh, I've just arrived in this place." <laughs> welcome to Cayman <laughs> Islands. Actually, <laughs> welcome. But then the first thing I really wanted to do was to see the beach and to see Seven Mile Beach because. When I was looking online and trying to get a feel of the of the whole place, because there's this really good website called um, Cayman Resident, which has all the information that you need to know about moving to Cayman. So um, I was just looking at all the hotspots, and obviously Seven Mile Beach was one of them. So that's the first place I said I wanted to see. Um, and I think I did that right on the following morning. <laughs> How far are you from Seven Mile Beach from where you live? Um, from where I live now, it's probably about a ten-minute drive. The but, ten minutes! Um, <laughs> oh my yeah. god, I'm so jealous. I'm literally the closest beach from me where I live. Cause I live in the city as well. Is like literally like an hour away. That's my god, Jesus Christ. 
Ten oh, minutes. Wow. wow. No, it came in a small. You could drive the whole island in like an hour. An I'm hour sure, and a yeah, half. yeah, that definitely helps. God, Jesus, ten minutes. All right, and I've never actually. I'm sure I've seen pictures of Seven Mile Beach, but to describe it for those that are listening, get get them, you know, get them in that mood to try to go to Cayman when it's open to them. But describe Seven Mile Beach. How beautiful. Describe it for us. Um, so Seven Mile Beach is gorgeous. So it has. Um, all the hotels, all the five-star hotels, there is the Kimpton, which is quite new, um, Western um, Caribbean Club, a whole bunch of villas just going along the beach. Um, and on Seven Mile Beach is where you can see the, the sun setting. Um, it's clear waters, it's white sandy beaches, there's water sports all the way along the beach. Um, and then you can have dinners on the beach my friend actually had her birthday dinner which i missed because i was in london and i'm so upset about it um but yeah but there's beautiful hotels there as well and there's beautiful views um the cayman is actually known for being one of the best places for diving as well for those that are interested in that kind of thing i just tried it because why not um but yeah i mean yeah. Anything, everything sport. you can ask for is there. Seven yeah. Mile Beach. That sounds sounds picturesque. You did a good job. Basically, good food, <laughs> good food as well, good drinks. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And all right, so there's Seven Mile Beach. What else? Tell me another place that that's like you got to go if you go to Cayman Islands. Um, well, I guess you could go to Commander Bay, which is another hotspot for just like restaurants and shops um you can go into inner georgetown which is you can get like just smaller sort of local shops as well and um your traditional takeaways and just to see some of the local um shops and like the jewelers as well because there's definitely very big for that when the um or the oh gosh what were they called again I think when all the tourists were coming in, um, in Georgetown will be fully packed. So mm. that was always such a vibe there as well because of all the people, but not so much now. But definitely when it opens up again, um, those areas are great to, to visit. Got it. All right. Now we're in the final segment of the podcast. It's going to be lightning round questions. Um, so let's see. Let's see how you do. All right. First question. What is the most overrated thing about the Cayman Islands, in your opinion? Mm, most overrated thing. This is really bad. I can't think of anything. <laughs> you love it. You love it. It's okay. Oh <laughs> like okay, cool. Seeing all the, seeing all the sports cars, they've really got nowhere to go. <laughs> like it's so small. They've really got nowhere to go. Like it looks cool on the pictures and everything uh, but it's not not, it's the, not, not the place for a sports car okay so seeing sports car overrated <laughs> all right cool what's the most underrated yeah. underrated thing about the cayman islands um the amount of things that you can actually do in the water um mm. and sort of the bioluminous bioluminous tools which people may not go on as often oh, okay cool 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 so there's more things to do than, than one thinks um what yeah. is your favorite thing about living in the Cayman Islands? Mm, the weather. Yeah, just being able to... Because I, I live very close to like the, the beach walkway. So just being able to go out there for a walk whenever I want to and having good weather doing it as well. Just what? the flexibility. Everybody on island time is so relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you being from the UK and me being from New York, that kind of gets on my nerves sometimes. I don't know about you, but... <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. I think especially before I was coming here, I just thought, like, why does it take so long to get responses? Everyone is so cute. <laughs> uh, what's your least favorite thing about living in the Cayman Islands? Um, how expensive it is. Mm. So get, let's give us, uh, give us some context. So... What's like something that should that's like whoa? Is this is the price? Give me an item. Yeah, I mean you could go to the you could go to the grocery store. So sort of if I was to go to the grocery store in London, pick up a few items, just like something you would need for the week, mm-hmm. and it'll cost me maybe thirty pounds. Okay. Sort of what's that like? Forty dollars. Yeah, or like forty bucks. Yeah. But here that would probably yeah that would probably cost you about a hundred. A hundred dollars, wow. which is quite close to like a hundred um, Great British pounds. It's a lot. Like that's, wow. Yeah, it's okay. just um, quite expensive. Like your rent is really expensive. It's sort of like you're living in central London, living in, you know. But the salary is a lot lower, I'm assuming, right? Um. Well, I mean, no, the salaries are, are, are good okay. and you're not taxed, so... Ah, oh, so that's that's the trade-off yeah. right there. <laughs> it does, yeah, it, it does help. Got it, got but, it. Yeah, but, yeah, you're, you're just not used to paying those but prices. And you know what, it's just taught me a lot about um, budgeting as well and making sure that even if you're um, earning more, you're not spending more and that's just the whole finances are just a whole different thing in itself <laughs> you know it's funny you say that because i'm like i'm making a lot less here in costa rica than i did in new york like probably like half of my salary here yeah. but however i have more perks here so i don't pay rent here my rent is paid for by my school and my only expense my monthly expense is the electricity bill and that's like 50 dollars. Oh, wow. and that's only like 50 dollars a month compared to like new york that'd be like 100 dollars a month so i don't pay cable internet i don't yeah. pay i don't pay rent i get paid a lot less but my expenses are less than in New York. So when I do the math, the right, trade-off. the trade-off is like, wait a minute, I'm like, I'm actually saving as much as I did. <laughs> Even though I made more in New York, a lot more, I save about the same day that I am saving here. So I'm yeah, like... and you're less stressed, I'm sure. Ex- yes, exactly. So <laughs> exactly right. So this is a trade-off. All right, last question. And then you have 60 seconds. What would you tell someone that's thinking about listening to this podcast right now? Like, you know what? I think I want to go to the Cayman Islands. What would be, like, your advice to them in 60 seconds that you would give them? Go ahead. I would tell them definitely worth looking into the Cayman Islands. I would recommend it for anyone. Um, before, when every when people used to say to me that, you know, you're going to love the Cayman Islands, it is beautiful, or when I just arrived on the island, everyone was saying you're going to really enjoy it here. I just didn't really underst- like, understand what they meant. Um, but I've been here nearly a year now, and I get it now. It's like you work, you work hard, but it's actually rewarding because you get to sort of live and have the freedom that you want. The you can experience the life that you want, even on this small island. The fact that everything else is so close by as well, um, you know, there's opportunities to, for networking, to make amazing friends, to you know, experience some things that you just never would. Just living in a big city, or you know in such a busy place and also the job opportunities here are great and endless and the money that you can make as well you have to look into that as well having properties here and businesses and just working your way up is the way forward and you can have a great and amazing life here and it's great for kids as well so i'm just glad to have my my child here with me and i'm sure anybody else's would 
hope you enjoyed that episode with Tanya. I most definitely did. I think it was very interesting how Tanya was uh, reflecting on the fact that she's also been brave. Um, I think we often look at others for inspiration, right? We say, oh, wow, this person so this, so that. And yet we don't really do self-reflection and see how we've been brave and things that we've done. You know, we're, we're always our, our toughest critics. So I think it was so nice to hear Tanya see how she's been very brave as well, right? By moving abroad and not spending significant time with her daughter. And then finally her daughter be able, being able to go to the Cayman Islands with her. And now her raising her daughter there for the time being. Uh, that takes a lot of guts and a lot of courage and is hard work. So that's definitely obviously super commendable. And to all any single mother, whether you're living where you were born or you moved as well, right? That's a very tough job. So... It's good. I think it's important for everyone to have like those moments of self-reflection where we don't just look at others as as a you know means of inspiration, but we can look at ourselves and be inspired by our own journey um, in this living abroad <laughs> lifestyle that we have chosen. Uh, people like Tanya and myself. But yeah, I think it was just an awesome episode. And the Cayman Islands. I mean, it just seems like it's obviously for those that have been and seen pictures, it looks like an absolutely gorgeous place to be. I would love to go there um, and visit. And it also seems like, I mean, the fact that she said it's basically relatively COVID-free, that sounds like another universe to begin with. So <laughs> those things maybe you want to go to the Cayman Islands. And you and you should definitely head on there as well. But yeah. Um, so yeah, I got this episode in. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do for the next episode. As you guys know, I, usually, I, I play by ear as far as what I'm going to release the episode. The holidays are coming up. I'm also going back to New York. Uh, so I might have an episode on that as well for, excuse me, for Christmas. So yeah, as always, if you enjoy what you hear, please leave a review on Apple Podcast. Follow me on Spotify. Follow my Instagram page at Abroad, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Talk to you soon. Hopefully next week. Take care. This is In Living Color Abroad. Peace.